to season two of Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I will go first. And ladies, today I really am going first. It is the first episode of season two, which is technically my seventh year of podcasting. If you have been following me since the Cultivating the Lovely Days, it feels crazy that it has been that long, first and foremost. Man, his life changed a lot in the past seven years. But I am so thankful to be where I am right here. And, you know, last year we rebranded the podcast as Live Well Anyway, and I really wanted to take off with this. But hi, there was a pandemic and my children were home from school all the time and it just felt hard. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome and started thinking like, well, what do I have to say to these people? Because (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. And you know what? I still don't know what I'm doing. But I do think that I have some things to offer. And I've learned a few things, especially from the years leading up to the pandemic, where I really had to figure out how to live well, even in the midst of a lot of uncertainty. And we still have a lot of that. You know, I think a lot of us have the pandemic and. We have obviously a ton of other things going on in the world besides the pandemic, but we also have all of our own personal things that we're all dealing with and we've all probably been dealing with for a long time. For me, it's a lot of stuff with my kids and being in and out of court still four years later and all of that kind of craziness that can just feel like, holy moly, this is a lot. But as I have talked with many, many people, especially in the last few months, the thing that I keep hearing resounding with everyone is that they are tired of just getting by. They're tired of being in survival mode. We've been in this whole deal with the world going crazy for quite a while now, and people are getting sick of just being stuck in that survival mode. People are wanting to thrive again and pick themselves back up again. And I know that I have very much been there. And especially heading into this new school year, it just felt like I needed to take a pause, (laughs) which I did with the podcast. We had two weeks off and I needed to rethink through some things and I needed to re-get a hold of life and say, I want to make the most of life again. I truly do want to live well anyway. Now, that's not going to mean that it looks perfect or that I won't still have days where I'm like, hey, I got out of bed today. That was a thing. Good job, Mackenzie. Because there will still be those days. I will still turn to the occasional Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, I like a week ago thought I'm going to give up coffee and that's going to be a great thing. And I got to about two o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to give up coffee. That was really dumb of me. You know, there are certain things that while I think that we should be aware of our health and whatnot, it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. The point is that we are picking ourselves back up and trying to live well anyway in whatever ways we reasonably can. So for today's very first episode of the season, to kick things off, we are going to be introducing the Live Well Anyway Challenge, and I'm also going to be giving you some ideas and some tips and some tricks and some things that I think we need to be aware of as we are picking ourselves back up again, just some ideas that will hopefully be helpful along that path. But a big part of this for me is 
community. I think that we do all of these things better when we do them in community, when we surround ourselves with other people who are trying to do the same thing, when we have that accountability and that encouragement. And so that is really why I wanted to start the Live Well Anyway Challenge. So you can use the hashtag LWA challenge on whatever social media that you use, especially on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be doing a lot of talking about it. And I want to challenge you to just every day or as often as you think to do it, I'm going to be trying to do it every single day, is use that hashtag tag me so that I can share what you are doing to live well anyway and Share it with your friends and your followers. It can be anything. It can be something silly and small, or it can be something really big. It can be, hey, I painted my toenails today and that feels like a win. Or it can be like, hey, I deep cleaned my house, or I signed my family up for some fantastic class, or I don't know what it would be for you guys. But whatever it is, whatever things that you are doing to choose to live well anyway, to make the most of life in spite of all of the chaos that surrounds all of us on a daily basis... I want to hear about it. I want us to share in that together. I want us to partner together to encourage each other to do more of it in our lives. So if you haven't found me yet on Instagram, you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Connect with me on there. I love when you guys slip into my DMs, when you tell me about things that you want to see on the show. In fact, a lot of what you will be hearing on the show this season is directly because of your guys' comments and your guys' suggestions and things that you said, hey, I really like that. I would like to see more of it, like the Like a Grown Woman episodes. We've got a whole bunch more of those coming this season. We've got one happening next week where Katie and I are going to talk about how to do fall like a grown woman and we're having so much fun with them. I can't wait to be having even more of that content that really resonates with you guys and speaks to you. And the only way that I know what that stuff is is if you let me know. And Instagram is a great place to do that. So again, you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Follow me over there. Let's connect and share. Do the LWA challenge, share what you are doing in your life to live well anyway. And I will make sure that I share anything that you tag me on so that we can all do it together. And it's going to be so much fun. Okay, but now we're going to get into some of the brass tacks of what it can look like to live well anyway. These are just suggestions, you know, do what works for you. But as someone who's lived in a lot of situations that have felt a little out of control and a little beyond my ability to affect what was happening in our lives, I had to learn some ways to cope and some ways to take care of myself and to get business done. So, This is some of the stuff that I just really want to highly recommend because it's worked well for me. So let's dive in. First of all, I know this could be controversial, but I'm going to say control the things that you can control. Sit down and actually identify what things in your life you do have control over because there are a lot of things that we have absolutely no control over. But I had to start thinking very small about things that really could be changed by me. I could, for the most part, create our routines during the day of how things were going to go. I could decide what we were going to eat and I could make a plan for that. I could control that. That was something within my scope and within my ability to affect and have change in. I could control 
the way that I look for the most part. I mean, sure, I'd love to, you know, maybe get a really great facial or something, but within my means, I'm able to control the way that I look every day. I'm able to pull myself together and put on my makeup and feel good about myself. I'm able to decide to wash my face every night. You know, if you think about all of those little things in your life that add up to bigger things, what are the things that you have control over? When everything about life starts to be getting a little overwhelming and you feel like you can't do anything, there are always little things that you can do. So write them down. Make a list. Have a notebook that you decide to get out and it is your live well anyway notebook and you decide all of the things in there that you can control and you can affect change on and you can have be a part of your life that are within your scope. I think that is truly, truly helpful. And to kind of do the same with your kids because they have even less control over a lot of things than you do. And so showing them what they do have a say over, whether it's things that they get to pack in their lunch or what they take for snack or, you know, what backpack they pick out for the school year. It can be the littlest things, what clothes they're going to wear. Have them start deciding on their wardrobes, which I know can be scary. I get it. Believe me, I still hold veto power. But I think that if we give them these little opportunities to be in control over things, it is so helpful in the grand scheme of being able to feel like we can stand on our own two feet and the world isn't just mowing us over. Which really brings me to my next point, you guys. Now is not the time to be ignoring our mental health. It has been a long couple of years Right? And a lot of people have been suffering from things that they never expected to be. They are dealing with a lot of big emotions and hard feelings. And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety and depression going on from everything that's going on in the world and all of the isolation that we've all endured and so many different things that are contributing to people having a legitimately hard time. And I just think it's not the time to ignore that or feel like you're just going to suck it up and deal with it. There is no shame whatsoever in seeing a counselor, in talking to someone, in really dealing with some of these feelings and emotions and, and finding a way to make sure that you are going to be as healthy as you can be. I know for me personally, I've seen my counselor on and off for years because with the way counseling works, you end up doing better. It does help. And you get on that upswing. And, you know, she's told me many times, like, you've graduated from counseling for now. (laughs) And you'll probably be back when new things come up in your life. And guess what? They do. And I go back and then I sort through those things with her. And it is just so incredibly helpful to have that person who's unbiased, who can really tell me hard things about myself because that's what she's paid to do. And she can really kind of get down to the nitty gritty and give real guidance on 
actual strategies to be dealing with things. And I am just so grateful for her in my life. You know, she went on maternity leave this past summer and I was like, really, really, this is so disrespectful (laughs) to my mental health because I did not want to try to explain my life. to a whole new person that just felt really overwhelming. So I just waited, just waited till she was done with her maternity leave with her beautiful baby. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm actually incredibly happy for her and it was super joyful. But man, was I ready when she was ready to be back because it really does make such a difference when I know every week There is a certain day and time where I will be going and seeing her and working through things. And it's just so incredibly helpful to have that to rely on, to know that I'm going to be able to process things with her. A couple of other ways that I make sure that I am processing things are also with journaling. I think that has been super helpful, especially if I'm having big feelings about something that I have to talk to somebody else about that is maybe uncomfortable or not very fun, it is such a good idea for me to go ahead and just, you know, hit the pause button and journal about it before I decide to actually open my big mouth. (laughs) And when I do that work to process things and think about them and think about how they might be taken, (laughs) you know, I think that's sort of like a good response to think, not to hold back from what you would say to somebody, but can I phrase this differently? Um, Am I being offensive? It's helpful, you know, to think about that. And I don't always do it. And then I regret it when I don't. So I think that, you know, even writing it down and then coming back a little while later, reading it with fresh eyes, sometimes I think like, really, Mackenzie, that was what you were going to go with. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe let's rethink that. And invariably, I'm always happier with the result when I have taken that time. You know, I just think that that's a good idea and it's a good way to be processing my day and anything that I'm feeling or things that I'm noticing in myself. I've been doing a lot more paying attention to my cycles, cycle tracking. We've talked about that before all throughout the month, not just your period. I'm talking about like all the hormones that we experience as women that are constantly changing for 28 days. And to actually be paying more attention to that and putting my finger on like, okay, you know, I'm on day 24. That's usually kind of a rough one for me. And so to be aware of that and to be journaling those feelings and what is even happening in my body. I think it has been so helpful to have a better understanding of myself and to be communicating better with other people. You guys, do you have a cabinet full of skincare products and acne treatments, but you don't even remember what half of them do? I know that I have about a bazillion products that I have gotten from subscription boxes that I forget I even have in my cupboard. And it can be really hard to navigate all of these skincare products because there's hundreds of options, so many marketing claims, and you can spend hundreds of dollars on the latest miracle product, but not even know what it really does. Well, it turns out that most skincare products don't do a whole lot 
not. The best way, though, to treat acne specifically is with fewer products that are clinically proven and customized to your skin. And that's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe because they have made such a difference in my teenager's skin. Holy moly, he actually uses the product because it's super simple. He doesn't have a whole bunch of steps that he has to follow, and he's seen real results, so he actually will use it without me having to nag him, which is a total win. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to you or your teen's unique skin. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your custom treatment plan. It was so easy for my teen. I didn't have to get an appointment for him or take him out of school to go into the dermatologist. It made everything so easy and we've had incredible results. And Apostrophe doesn't just treat acne. They can also hit all your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. And I have a special deal just for my audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash livewell when you use my code live well. This code is only available to my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash live well and then click begin visit. Then use my code live well at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash live well and use that code live well to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And I just want to thank apostrophe for sponsoring live well anyway and clearing my son's skin. Another way that I often process things and really make sure that I am getting a good perspective on things is talking with friends. Now, this summer, I'm going to fully admit it got rough because so many of my good friends were so busy. We were all going in such different directions, a million miles an hour with teenagers who, guess what, have way bigger social and driving needs in the summer. (laughs) I just felt like we were running people around all summer and it was so much harder to connect. But even when we just do things like using Marco Polo to make sure that we are staying in touch with each other, that we are talking about our lives, I know now that we are back in the routine of the school year, I'm so grateful because when I'm doing my driving around to get everybody where they need to go, that's when Katie and I talk. You know, Katie's going to be on the podcast again next week. I love her to bits. And we just kind of do like our morning rundown of what was yesterday like, what are we dealing with? what's fun, what's not. We have a show that we both watch. We talk about that together. So we do everything from the like, oh my gosh, my kid is driving me crazy to I had an emotional breakdown yesterday to, hey, did you see that last episode of our reality TV show where they did that really weird thing? Could you even believe it? (laughs) We have so much fun together and all of the different ways that we bond. But a lot of times, she's a different personality type than me, and she gives me fresh perspective on things that I often, even if I've journaled, cannot offer to myself. And so it is so good for me to run things past her, 
before, again, I open my big mouth because she usually has some good wisdom for me to be taking into account before I'm making my final decision about something. I'm so grateful for the times when she has stopped me from making a fool of myself or maybe making somebody angry unnecessarily. (laughs) She does a really good job of that. And I like to utilize her as much as possible for free counseling. So (laughs) you got to, you know, Use your friendships well and give back to them too. Be there for them to be that listening ear and that sounding board and somebody that they can bounce things off of. I just think that is so helpful. And because we have dealt with a lot of isolation for so long, I think it's important to make sure we keep avenues open for communication and we just dedicate ourselves to making sure that we are staying in contact through ways like Marco Polo or Voxer or whatever. I, of course, am partial to Marco Polo because I think it's really helpful to be able to see each other, to be able to not only hear how the person is speaking, but to see their facial expressions because we communicate with so much more than our words. I can't tell you how many texting conversations have gone gone awry because how I'm typing something may not be read by the other person how I mean for it to be read. And so I can come off a little harsh. I don't know if you guys think that's a shocker or not, but I can. And it can really be the downfall of me again many times. And so if I'm able to convey something with my voice and with my face, and they can see that, I just think that that's a game changer. And it also gives our friends or our family a better idea of where we actually are. Because it's really easy to gloss over things by sending a text message. It can be really easy to not expose that, hey, it's 2 p.m. and I'm still in my pajamas because life is really hard. You know, you probably aren't going to send that gif. (laughs) It's important that they know, like somebody knows how you're actually doing. And you find that person who you are willing to expose that to. And that can be really hard. But I think it's really important for our mental health and our stability and making sure we stay okay if there is at least one person in your life who you can be brutally honest with and really tell what is going on with you, that you show up on Marco Polo not pulled together with. I think that that is incredibly important. And if you're going, well, Mackenzie, that is so hard to find. Like, I get it. I know. Friendships are so hard, especially female friendships. We've had a lot of different podcast episodes where we have talked about that. I get it. I know. And I'm just going to say, if you don't have that person, don't quit praying for it. Don't quit looking for it. Keep giving out invitations. Keep reaching out. Keep being the one who is like willing to go after finding friends. Not every person you meet is going to end up being your lifelong Katie or Shell like I have. That's just the fact of the matter and don't expect it to be. But you never know when that person will come along. And so, Do what you can to put yourself in positions to be meeting people that could end up being that person for you. And those friendships take years to develop, but they are worth it. You have to just keep 
showing up. And if you are in an area where the pandemic isn't going as crazy as it is in some areas, like I get that that is still very much a thing. You know, I thought I was going to spend every Monday and Friday in a coffee shop and do my work there. And now I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's not the best idea. (laughs) But we are trying to get together with the little group of the three of us to spend time together once a week and have coffee, whether we go out and we feel okay about that or we just meet at one of our houses or whatever. I think that it is so important that we get that FaceTime with people if we are able to and if it is safe. And we make sure that we are keeping in touch in that way too. That as as long as it is available, as as much as it is safe, that we can make that a part of our lives. Yes, we make sure that we concentrate on having those things like Marco Polo or Voxer and we show people who we really are, but showing up with them in person, I think is so important too. And so incorporating community in whatever ways you can during this crazy time, which I get, changes a lot and has different opportunities and different risks and different, you know, whatever right now. And we all have to weigh those things and figure those things out. But I do think it's really important that we are able to meet with people and see people in person as much as is safe and possible. So don't ignore how important it is to have your people to pursue having people and to make sure that you get to see them and you stay in contact with them. I think that is a huge part of taking care of ourselves in you know, a mental health capacity. And it just keeps us in check. It gives us accountability. It helps us to not get so far slid down a path that it's much harder to bring ourselves back. If we are being real with at least one or two people, they can see when that is happening and help stop that slide. And you can do that too. You can do that for your friends. You can be that person for them. And you know what? A lot of times when I have been having, you know, one of the hardest times that I've been having or even good friends like Rebecca, who I've had on the show, you know, I recently had her on and we were talking about all of her husband's health challenges. And it could be really easy for us to say like, oh, I don't want to hear about what's going on in your life because my life is so hard and so overwhelming. Well, actually, we usually feel the opposite. Like, even if the other person is having a difficult time, we're like, tell me about it. I want to hear about it because it gives me something else to focus on than my own stuff. Like, I can pay attention to your stuff for a while and take my eyes off myself and help you with your problem, and I don't have to be just consumed with this really hard thing that is happening for me. And it has been so helpful for us to be able to have the freedom to be able to tell each other the hard stuff, even when the other person is going through hard stuff, and never feel like what our thing is is being diminished or taken away from. Instead, it's like, oh, you're going through something hard too? Well, let's go through hard stuff together. And I think that it has helped us both to be able to keep our heads above water because we know we're not alone, even though we're not dealing with the same kinds of things. We are both dealing with hard 
things. And so it's been really helpful for us both to be able to say, like, we have the freedom to talk about whatever it is we need to talk about, and neither of us are going to feel frustrated with the other one or like, you're taking away from this really hard thing that I'm going through because you're talking about your hard thing. No, it has been a way for us to both support each other in that way. You guys, I want to tell you about a new company that I am super excited about because they're pretty new and they're really innovative and they want to help us with our health by creating real food that actually tastes good. Because for me, one of the hardest things to change about my lifestyle is my eating. I am kind of picky and I don't like stuff that doesn't taste good and I just then end up maybe not eating the best. But Uprising Food, has solved that problem for me. Their mission is to liberate us from the fundamentally broken food system that is stealing our health and give us replacements for the staple items that actually taste good and do good things for our health. For instance, they have cracked the code on healthy bread. You simply can't find something this healthy that tastes this good and that's this fresh. It fits in with all of the different lifestyle diets that people are following like keto and paleo, but you also don't have to be following one of those diets. You can just be wanting to make really simple changes about the way that you're eating, and one simple thing you can do is replace your bread with Uprising's bread. They also have amazing chips. They wanted to give you something with that crunch that is going to allow you to replace that thing that we often go to, to be getting that crunch in our lives and our mouths and they've created an amazing replacement for it that is healthy for you. Their foods are packed with high fiber, which I didn't even realize has such an impact on our kids and their ability to focus and all of that kind of thing. It's actually way better if they have a high dietary fiber intake, but it's not always easy to get vegetables into them, especially first thing in the morning. So being able to replace what they're eating in the morning with the amazing bread from Uprising Food and slip some of those awesome chips into their lunch boxes is a simple way to be able to revolutionize not only their daily eating habits, but your own as well. Uprising Food is offering my listeners $10 off the starter bundle. That includes two superfood cubes, that's their bread, and four packs of Freedom Chips to try. So go to uprisingfood.com slash livewell and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G food.com slash livewell to get $10 off your first purchase of the starter bundle. And I just want to thank Uprising Food for giving us amazing new options and sponsoring Livewell anyway. Okay, I'm going to throw one out here now that I honestly have mixed feelings about. Guys, if we're just going to be real honest, because I've turned to the Oreos and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups more than once, and especially the past year. But I want to make sure that we emphasize not ignoring our physical health. So we've talked a lot about not ignoring our mental health, but I think not ignoring our physical health is also really important. You know, I think a lot of people have been cooped up for a long time and we just, you know, want the comfort stuff because <laughs> it's been really hard. A lot of us are wearing athletic gear, but using it for comfort and not so much for the, you know, taking care of our bodies. And some people, you know, I know a gal who during the pandemic trained to run a triathlon. That's awesome. That has not been me. Now, I have been 
working out more than I have in the past, although I've taken a bit of break and need to get back on that bandwagon. But I think that it's really important that, you know, sure, we're going to have that time where we reach for the Oreo or the Reese's or whatever it is for you, but that we don't let that be the rule maybe anymore that we try to make sure that we are staying on top of our physical health as well, that we are taking all those supplements that are going to help us to strengthen our immune systems as much as possible, that we are, you know, for the most part, eating healthy. You know, I know that that can be really overwhelming, especially as we're heading back into the school year. So utilize the tools that you have available to you, you know, whether that's grocery delivery or using plan to eat to be able to plan simple meals and think ahead about things or, you know, whatever it is for you to be able to get on top of things. I just think that that is so incredibly important that we don't ignore that part of ourselves too, because and I've talked about this before, you know, our mental health impacts our physical health and our physical health impacts our mental health. And so make sure that you are drinking that water and you are trying to account for making sure that your body is well taken care of in all the different ways. You know, for me, physical health includes doing things like my gua sha and, you know, dry brushing and that sort of stuff that is a gentle detox on my body and doing my skincare and all of those kinds of things where I really feel like I'm taking care of my person and my physical body. I think that those are really important, but it also is the food and the supplements and all of those kinds of things. And I'm not saying spending a million dollars on anything. I'm just saying make sure that you have some of the basics in there. You know, like vitamin C. This is not, you know, This is not medical advice, but I think as an untrained person that vitamin C is never a bad idea. You know, just pop a little bit more of that into your life. You know, vitamin D, you know, it makes a big difference. Like there are just some basics that I think help us to feel better on a day-to-day basis and help us ward things off. And so, you know, maybe pay a little bit more attention to those and make it a little bit easier to take those. I know that I always want to take my supplements, but I don't always do a good job of doing that unless I make them a little bit more obvious. I hate having them out on my counter. It really ruins my vibe, but it also kind of forces me to think more about taking them when they're in a more obvious spot or when I have used a little like, you know, pill container that I have really obviously in front of me. I think that that has made a difference. It's not fail proof, but it has made a difference to get me to think about like, oh yeah, I should do that and I should do it in the morning and I should do it after this meal or whatever. Like when you decide when you're going to do it, I think that that is really helpful too. And it just helps me to stay a little bit more on top of making sure that I'm taking everything and I'm having my kids take all of their supplements, especially being back to school and all of that. You know, I just think it's not a bad idea. And so the more we can do to be supporting our health, the more it's also going to then change how we feel about life. If, you know, our bodies aren't run down and exhausted and tired, making sure that we are getting enough sleep and we are getting quality sleep, this is probably one of the number one most difficult ones for me because I have to get up super early and I also have a teenager. And, you know, he likes to stay up later. And it's not 
like back in the day when I could just put kids to sleep and then have my downtime or whatever. I really have to think about coordinating that with him and, you know, what time he's going to go to bed and how to make all of that work and make sure that I'm still getting that, you know, mental health space to be able to wind down at the end of the night. For me, it's usually in a bath. That has been the thing that has become a staple more so than almost anything else during this pandemic. Like that will be the time when I seclude myself. And even if it's only 10 minutes that I'm going to get that time to wind down at the end of the day, which could also be considered another health thing. You know, I put my Epsom salts in there. I'm getting my magnesium, all of that kind of thing to help my body to relax and then be able to rest well so that I can wake up not completely drained the next morning. I think that all of those things are super, super important. So again, I'm not, you know, pushing for perfection here. I'm not saying to go train for a triathlon. I am just saying, maybe be a little bit more aware of it. See what you can do. Are there things that have slipped in the past year, year and a half, two years that you think, you know, I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to feel good in my body. I want to not be so stiff. (laughs) I'm getting older. Like, okay, there are some things that I should do to start moving my body and nourishing my body in a way that is doing me some favors. I think it's just a good idea. Okay, ladies, we are going to take a quick break right now to talk about one of my favorite mental health and sanity saving tools, and that is Plan to Eat. You've heard me talk about it a million times before because it is one of the things that has been most legitimately a game changer for my life. You guys, it allows me to plan my meals, even if we're on the go, even if I'm sitting in the car at ballet, I have the app to be able to plug everything in on my meal plan. It gives me my shopping list, which I always then have with me because it's in the app on my phone. It gives me all of my recipes together in one spot, even with pictures, because if I just bring them from the internet, they auto-populate into the app and the software and make it all pretty. And I can even really easily change the amount of people that I'm making the recipe for. It allows me to customize that with the click of a button so I don't have to do math, which is always more fun in life, I think. It has just made my life so much easier, especially when I'm able to create menus that I can figure out kind of what our schedule is looking like during the week, the kinds of meals that I need to have each night to make our life run. And then I just create a few stock menus that can be repeated over and over and over again, saving myself the future hassle of planning planning and work. It simplifies the whole process so much and is truly a game changer and a lifesaver. And I want you to have that same experience, especially as we are in the thick of the new school year. So Plan to Eat is awesome and they are giving my listeners 60 days free. That's an amazing deal for you to not even have to put in your credit card, but get the full functionality of the Plan to Eat site. And all you have to do is go to plantoeat.com slash livewell. It will take you there. You can become my friend at Mackenzie Coppa on Plan to Eat, and we can actually share recipes and menus and all of that good stuff. So go to plantoeat.com slash livewell, get that 60 days free, and see what a game changer Plan to Eat can be for you. Oh, and because I've been so super organized about how this episode is going, I do want to circle back around to a couple more things that I think are really helpful to our mental health before we talk about some more 
planning kinds of things <laughs> that I think are helpful. But I think it's really important if we are feeling really low that we practice gratitude. I know that's a really easy one to just be like, oh yeah, everybody says that, but it's one that actually makes a really big difference. And if you can just notice a couple of things every day, I know that I feel like even when we have our sit down dinners, which don't happen every single night, but when we do that and we talk about the good things that happened in our day and the things that we are grateful for, I notice a difference in myself and I notice a difference in my kids. I think that it just makes a big difference in our joy and how we are thinking about things when we pay attention to that, then when we take note of what the good things are in our life, because there's always something, even the smallest thing that we can think of. And that makes a really big difference to our overall perspective. I think that it's also really important to find times to laugh. And even if it, and even if you have to do that in a really intentional way, to find things to just get giggly about, I think that is such a brightener of our spirits and to be willing to get goofy with our families and show our kids that we can still be lighthearted and there can still be ridiculous things that we enjoy about life and we laugh about together. I think that it just makes such a difference, whether that's a show that you all watch together or you start pranking each other as a family or you do whatever it is to kind of find those laughs. I think it's kind of a game changer to be incorporating laughter into your home in a more intentional way. I know right now, while it can also be incredibly frustrating and annoying sometimes, but my six-year-old has gotten really good it's scaring all of us. <laughs> and while it's super frustrating to be the one who gets scared, <laughs> sometimes it makes me downright mad. But it's also so funny when she scares her siblings. Oh my goodness. Like yesterday morning, she got her sister twice while she was getting ready for school. And I know I probably shouldn't laugh, but dang, it was so darn funny because my nine-year-old even like sort of saw her coming, but still <laughs> screamed. And it's just the funniest thing. And then when you can actually get her back and <laughs> you could startle her, especially if she's laying in wait for you. Oh man, it is, it is so much fun. It is so much fun and we get such a kick out of it. You guys may have seen when I scared my 15-year-old recently and I filmed it for Instagram. He's really easy to scare right now because he's always gaming on that dang computer and he's got those headphones on. So you can really like sneak up on him and get like right up on him and he doesn't have any idea. <laughs> it is so much fun. So I, I really recommend that, you know... <laughs> incorporate that into your family. You know, start scaring people. And it is hilarious. Like it never gets old. So find the little things in your family that you guys can laugh about and enjoy together and just think are ridiculous and not take life so seriously all of the time. And by that same token, I would say really monitor what you are allowing yourself to take in. We have so many different sources of news. Um, it's hard to know 
what news of any kind of news is reliable these days, you know? Um, And we get it from all the different sides. We get it from social media. We get it from our friends. We get it from our family. We get it from the news. We get it, you know, like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. We are constantly being inundated with, you know, notifications on our phones and all of that kind of thing about what is happening all over the world. And while I am not saying to bury our heads in the sand and try to ignore what's going on, I do think that it is a smart practice to temper how much of that we are constantly taking in because just that alone can take you under. It can make you feel hopeless and unendingly frustrated. It can make you more on edge as you are dealing with your friends and your kids and all of that. And and then when your kid does something really small, you can end up having a really big reaction because you are already so inundated with how hard things are everywhere. And so again, I'm not saying to bury our heads in the sand, but I do think it's important that we are intentional about how much of that we let in the kinds of people that we do decide to follow and allow to be voices into our lives. I think that it's also important to look at things from a lot of different sides and maybe not just have all the same kind of voice because I think that can produce in and of itself its own challenge to our mental state when we are being very dogmatic about things and we aren't willing to humanize the other side of the coin. And so I think by listening to a lot of different voices, it helps us to be kinder, even if we don't agree with people. It allows us to remember that we're all people, which I think is really important. And I think that it's a good practice to incorporate things into what you're taking in that are not serious. Like, go ahead and have that goofy podcast. Still, you know, be interested in pop culture or, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it is that you find joy in that isn't super serious, I think is so good to have things that you're taking in that aren't just all news or all facts or all, like, the overwhelming information all the time. It's okay to take a break from that stuff and listen to something relatively dumb. Like that has been really helpful to me to know that every night during my bath is when I am going to watch this ridiculous reality TV show that both Katie and I watch and it's so silly and dumb and we're going to talk about it together and I'm going to find joy in that and I don't have to inundate myself with all of the hard stuff. I can decide that I am going to just think about frivolous things for a while because my brain needs a break and it's okay to give our brains those breaks. I mean, even if it's just an audiobook about something that doesn't have to do with super serious stuff. I mean, I listened to an audiobook this summer from a guy who was a safari guide for like 20 years in South Africa. That doesn't have anything to do with anything hard in the world, but man, it was super funny to listen to him talking about, you know, how he stared down a lion or, you know, whatever it was. I know that sounds like maybe it wouldn't be funny, but he was actually very funny. So if you're looking for a good, just like, has nothing to do with your real life read, then the book, Whatever You Do, Don't Run, is a really fun one. You know, just a good distraction 
for life. I picked it up in an Audible sale and it was worth it. So, you know, finding those ways to monitor what you allow yourself to take in, making sure you're listening to a lot of different voices, even if you don't agree with them, and then also just don't focus on all the hard stuff all the time. If you're listening to somebody and all they ever talk about is the hard stuff and that feels too hard to you, then, you know, don't listen to that person anymore or don't don't listen to them that day if they go back and forth. You know, I have a few people who I get a ton of laughs from and I really enjoy, but then sometimes they go down the rabbit hole and, you know, those are the days when I say, okay, maybe not today, maybe not for me. But hey, you do you and you're doing a great job of feeling like you want to talk about this thing. But I and it's not even bad stuff. It's not even people that I necessarily disagree with. It's just like, is this too much for me today? Like, it's great that it's not for you, but it is for me. And so I can choose to not listen today. And I'm not mad at that person. I just need to take the break for myself. And we have the ability and the choice to be able to do that. Okay, and the last thing, of course, I couldn't end this episode without talking about, you know, some planning stuff. I mean, I guess I kind of mentioned like meal planning and that kind of thing and making sure that we have control over the things that we have control over at the beginning of the episode. But I think there are just some things like putting in place routines that are life-giving to us. I think that that can be really, really helpful. I think doing things like making the most of our weekends, like doing as much as we can prepare for in advance is so helpful. So my evening routine is very focused on preparing for the next morning. My weekend routine is very focused on preparing for the week to come. And three things that I have been talking about with Patreon, I've mentioned a little bit on Instagram lately, that I have found are really helpful to focus in on on my weekend are these. Making sure I'm getting enough rest because I'm just not getting enough during the week and I know that and I'm trying to, you know, continue to rearrange our schedules and work with my teenager and do all of that to make more rest possible. But making sure that I focus in on getting enough rest and sleeping in and encouraging that with my kids, I think has been really helpful to allow the weekends to not even just be about sleep, but about replenishing our souls and our spirits and and all of that. And then also making sure that we are connecting as a family. And so that I'm taking that little bit of time to make sure that I am talking to each of them and working through things and seeing what they're struggling with. And, you know, sometimes that ends up being a little bit more overwhelming than I anticipate it's going to be. Sometimes that connection and talking about them with what they're struggling with ends up being a little bit consuming and very much, you know, what is happening with our weekend? Like, oh, we're going to have to focus on that a lot more right now. And that can be really hard, but I think that's essential. I would rather deal with that on the weekend than head into another week of them struggling with something and we haven't dealt with those things yet. And so making sure that we connect and then also whatever I can do to prepare for the coming week. So allowing the weekend, you know, especially at like a Saturday morning so that we can get it done and then be able to enjoy the rest of the weekend, like getting the house kind of back in order. And this past weekend, especially like I really put a lot on my kids. I was like, okay, you guys are going to help legitimately with this stuff. You are old enough. I do not have to be doing this all myself. And it was a game changer. It was so much less overwhelming when I realized, yeah, they can do this stuff. 
And they can be helpful and we can all get this done so much faster if we all contribute. And so getting those kinds of things done, but then also like getting the outfits picked out for the week, snacks prepared, you know, all of that kind of stuff, looking at the schedule, getting the meal plan done, like whatever I can get done on the weekend to prepare for the week ahead is always a huge thing. It is a game changer for me being able to handle being in the tumult of life as the week rolls along. So doing those three things on the weekend, the resting, the connecting, and then the preparing for the week have really been important to my mental health. And then the last practical thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up is that a lot of us a lot of times have things that have been lingering that we haven't been getting done. And I don't know about you, but I always have that list of like, oh, all of these things that I need to do, whether it's around the house or things I need to return to a store or whatever it is. And they just kind of, you know, I just maybe like procrastinate on them a little bit. And the amount of mental relief you will feel by getting those things done, I think cannot be underestimated. (laughs) Like it is huge when we actually go ahead and tackle those things and get them taken care of. So whether you do it over the course of a week or you just set aside one day when you decide to like really get down and dirty and tackle the I've been procrastinating on it list, I think that you will feel such immense relief and you won't be carrying all of that stress in your brain of all of those things that you're trying to hang on to that you need to do. I think it's really a game changer. When I did this and, you know, I always continue to have to do it. I should probably do it like once a month because there's always new things that I'm procrastinating on. But when you really get down and do that stuff, It is such a relief. It feels so much better. And then you don't have to carry it with you anymore. And you can be more present in the moment. And you can have less mental strain because you're not trying to hold on to all of those things. So I would just encourage you to have like, you know, an anti-procrastination afternoon or day or week, whatever it's going to take for you, depending on the number of things that you've been procrastinating on. Just go ahead and get them taken care of. It's going to make a big difference. All right. You guys, I've been talking for a long time now. I hope that you have found these things to be helpful. I hope it has encouraged you to want to live well anyway, to want to pick yourself back up again and not live in just that like, we're just getting by kind of state. And I know that we're all in different places with how hard things are right now. But I think that even if we can make some small steps to trying to reclaim our lives and really it's just, it's about living well in the hard stuff. I'm not saying that all of that is going to go away. I'm saying we have to find joy right where we're at. We have to cling to what we can to not just be in that place of just trying to get by day to day. Like we need to harness hope again and start living well anyway. So join me on this journey. Join me on this challenge. I will be sharing more about my journey with all of you guys. Make sure you're watching on Instagram and all of those good places. Sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. I am determined that with this season of the podcast, I'm going to be showing up there and giving you guys lots of good fun stuff in that. So make sure you sign up at mckenziecoppa.substack.com and that is where you will be able to, you know, 
hear from me on a regular basis, but not an overwhelming one. So it's going to be a good time. And then if you want more of this, if you want to join in a community of ladies who are really getting after it and they are really trying to live well anyway and encourage each other and have accountability and have a lot of fun, you're going to want to come over and join us in Patreon. I do a live video in our Facebook group every single day. We would love to have you there for it. Have you be a part of that community. You can find us at patreon.com slash live well together. And we would love to have you there. It is such an amazing group of ladies. We have a ball. I'm a total weirdo in the lives and it's just super fun. So if you want that little thing that you can check in with daily and have that, you know, little fun thing to be able to look forward to every day, we would love for you to join us over there again at patreon.com slash live well together. All right, you guys, that is it for the first episode of season two. Thank you so much for joining me and subscribing and telling your friends about the show. I so, so appreciate when you do that. I will be back next week with Katie Deckett, and we will be talking about how to do fall like a grown woman. And it's a really fun episode. We've already recorded it and I can't wait to get it in your earbuds and your speakers. So be sure that you don't miss a thing and you have subscribed to the show. All right, ladies, until next week, I love you so much. Go be bold and gracious. 